I recently quit my job and took on a new venture in life. Welcome to Music from People I Know, where I catch up with friends, past and present, and talk about our music, inspirations, and passions. With a 15-year professional career in the music industry, I have met a lot of cool and interesting people. I am here to share our stories. Thank you everyone for checking in today. It's been a minute since I caught up with my guest. I met him back in 2007 when I moved to Colorado. I recorded his first album, Notes of a Madman, in 2008, and five tracks on Articulate Tongue's first album, Pills, Prayers, and Prisons, in 2009. He's also been an inspiration to me throughout the years. One of two MCs in Articulate Tongues, and one hell of a madman, Derek McGuire. What's up, Mike? How you What's doing? What's up, brother? It's good to see you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. So, uh, just so you know, this is uh, going away. Cool. And uh, we're just going to have that there. Oh, hey, and how about that? I forgot that was there, too. See that Spider-Man shit, people? Yeah. Here and we'll just hide that back there. Um, so, how's it been, man? Good, how you been? Yeah, pretty good. How's the family life? Busy, but good, you know? Yeah? yeah. And staying out of trouble? Yeah, they keep me out of trouble. I don't yeah. got time to get in trouble these days. Yeah, I bet. I bet it was even hard to come back down here this week. Yeah, yeah, but you know, it's worth the time. Yeah, you put in doubles and then get off work and have to deal with my phone calls and yeah. texts. It's, it's like, like three in the morning, I'm still texting you. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I, I, it's definitely been a lot of work to make this happen. I appreciate you uh, putting in all the work that you do. Oh, yeah, thanks um, for having me. You know, so how's, uh, how's Connor doing? Is he in, he's in school, right? Yeah, he's yeah. in school right now. Second grade. Second grade now? Yeah. Five by too fast. I gotta think about that shit. Yeah, that's super, uh, super crazy how quick that happens. Yeah. Yeah, and you and Jenna, have you guys actually, like, made everything all formal there and, and legit? You guys, uh, what's the plan there? We never had, like, a formal wedding, but we're married and yeah. stuff, you know. Yeah, and so we, it's all legit. Yeah, know? yeah. Just that's crazy, Putting dude. funds into other stuff. Can't afford the big wedding. Oh, dude, I work those weddings, bro. Yeah. Oh, one of them I did was five million bucks, bro. Shit. And it was all the way out there. It was this huge... Dude, they had a view of the lake and everything. Dude, it was fucking nice. Oh, uh, yeah. No, the, yeah. Just some beautiful weddings, for sure. So Mine was in the office at work on my lunch break. Yeah, you, you do a lot of hiking, right? You go up into the mountains. Yeah, I try to stay active. Do you do a lot of the cave spelunking and stuff like that? No, I'm not a caver so much. I know for a little bit, you and Nina were doing the uh, the spelunking thing. Yeah, he has a way of getting me into shit like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, besides that, I don't like climbing in tiny holes. No, you're not, <laughs> not <kind of> that. <laughs> you climbed out of one of those and you're not climbing back yeah, in. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. I like to be able to breathe. <laughs> yeah. So, so what would you do if everything happened? Like, if, if, if Trump hits the button, dude, and he, he does the button, are you going to go climb into a hole? Do you have a plan for that? Have you, like, doomsdayed at all? Nah, I don't plan for that kind of shit. No, if it happened, I'd be chilling with the family till the last second. <laughs> right, you're a be here, be here now kind of guy. Exactly. Yeah, okay, I, yeah, I could see that being you. If there was a new cup, I'd just be watching it with my son. <laughs> Some final fireworks. Shut yeah, up. you guys got a ton of pictures together. It's kind of hard to uh, get through all the material. Yeah, yeah. He's, there's a lot. He's really the only person I kick it with these days. <laughs> yeah, it seems like you guys are uh, really close. Is he like your uh, best friend now? Yeah, by far. Uh, him, him or Jenna? Or both. Ooh, gonna get me in trouble answering that kind yeah, of stuff. Yeah, I know. But him. 
Oh, there we go. We hear it. We heard it from his mouth, man. It, definitely him. But you know that he's part of you. Yeah. yeah. She's married to you. Yeah. He's, right. He's he, the, he is you. He's the better image of me. Everything I want to be. She's the better half, and he's the better image. Exactly. Yeah. I need them both, but. <laughs> yeah, you can't do it. Without he's my legacy. I put more time into the legacy for sure. Right. Well, your music definitely is part of your legacy too. Yeah. You've definitely done a lot of music. Uh, what do you have total? Three, four albums? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, couple, about, of, couple of EPs? Yeah, about three, four EPs, a couple hundred singles out there. And then, yeah, two full out, three full albums. And you've done a ton of shows with us, right? Or, well, with me, I mean, what, five, six shows? No, over a dozen with you. Over a dozen? Yeah. I got the flyers. I was checking through them. Yeah, the th we've got a thing of all the flyers you'll see throughout the thing. and. The, yeah. Probably five of those are me. Yeah, no, I've done yeah. pretty good about keeping flyers from every show, so definitely at least a dozen with you. Yeah, it's kind of fun to keep the flyers, huh? Yeah, yeah it is. Look I bad. try to keep them, but it, they always end up getting destroyed. I'm just such a messy person. Yeah. You know, so one thing I've heard going around is like, uh, they say that messy people are, uh, are more intelligent. Do you find yourself to be more messy? I got a chaotic sense of messy. I'm not... That's an organized mess. Yeah, exactly. I know where everything is. <laughs> you walk into my house, you'll be lost, but I know how to find everything. <laughs> yeah, see, I kind of have a hard time, like, letting go of things. I have a stack of, like, mail that I've gotten forever, and it doesn't get thrown away. It's borderline hoarder. Yeah. But, but after, like, a couple of weeks of looking at it, I'm like, okay, it's got to go. Yeah. Are you the same kind of way where you got, like, piles of stuff? I got piles, but... what? separates me from hoarding is I use it all. <laughs> right. At least once a year, something like that. <laughs> but it all gets used still. Yeah, I mean, this, I mean, it's, it's just absurd how, how much stuff you need to be able to do anything, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm the first to throw shit out, though, for sure. <laughs> Twice a year, I just go through and throw half the house out. So you have a song. It's, uh, what, what album is this one off of? Uh, it's a uh, dream song. Oh, that's a single right there. Oh, that's a single. Okay. Yeah. That's why I couldn't find it. Yeah, that, that, that's so, on its own. It's just kind of a YouTube song. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, let's take a listen to Jim's song. Hell yeah. Yeah, you know that feeling when the whole world's out to get you, telling you you're never gonna make it, give up on your dreams, and even the voices in your head are starting to say the same thing. You know what? Don't listen to them. Keep going. I don't write theme songs, I write dream songs. I don't write theme songs, I write dream songs. You know the feeling when the right beats on. It's like someone flicked the lights inside me on. Feeling unstoppable, call me King Kong. I remember when they told me dream on. That was yesterday, damn, yesterday seemed long. You know the feeling when light drags on. Turn your music up and just keep strong. Keep strong, keep strong. I got the world on my shoulders, the universe on my mind Between the two, I can't find spare time The city bus is my chauffeur, Glenwood Springs is mine Between the two, I get around just fine No one ever said life would be easy Hold up your head, keep on believing You got some fight left, come fight life with me No one ever said life would be easy I ain't a masochist, I ain't a nihilist, I'm just a realist Sometimes life ain't gonna go your way 
When you're down though, when you're down though, that's when you really find out who you are, who you are, what you're made of. What you're made life of. Life would be easy. Hold up your head, keep on believing. You got some fight left, come fight life with me. No one ever said life would be easy. They said I dream too big, I said I dream just right. They said you're just a big kid, I said yeah that's right. I'm just a big kid and I'm loving my life, playing hopscotch, skipping through these troubles sometimes. I'm just loving my life. You should try it sometimes. There's always brighter skies behind silver lines. You need to find positive outlets to fill your spare time. So when life gets out of line, you focus on your grind, and all will be fine. And all will be fine. You need faith in dark days that the sun will shine in due time. Sometimes you just gotta do time. Embrace the high and low tides. If you don't like your old life, fight for a new life. Sometimes you just gotta do time. The sun will shine in due time. A new life requires new lines. Gotta reach the new heights for that new life. Cause no one ever said life would. Be easy. Hold up your head, keep on believing. Got some fight left, come fight life with me. No one ever said life would be easy. Yeah, I ain't about that easy life. I'm about enjoying life. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But sometimes you gotta put work in. You gotta earn it to make it worth it. You know. You know. No one said life would be easy. Hold up your head, keep on believing. Got some fight left, come fight life with me. No one ever. I'm the guy you look down upon. Back of the bus, headphones on, singing songs at the top of my lungs. I'm the guy you place your doubt upon. Cause I'm chasing dreams while you're chasing storms. I'm just trying to change me while you're trying to change the world. I'm the guy you look down upon. Back of the bus, headphones on, singing songs at the top of my lungs. Songs at the top of my lungs. I don't sing theme songs, I sing dream songs. Cause no one ever said life would be easy. Hold up your head, keep on believing. Got some fight left, come fight life with me. No one ever said life would be easy. I don't care what you bring to the table as long as you're bringing something to the table, you know? you know. Put some effort in. Life ain't always gonna be easy and it ain't supposed to be. Fight for it. Fight for it. Believe no it. If I said I didn't wanna quit, I wanna quit every single day. Unplug my mic and walk away from this studio. Go hang out with my son by the riverside and just enjoy my life. But I can't quit this, cause this is me, this is who I am. How can I tell my son to chase his dreams when I let my dreams chase me? Nah, that ain't me. I ain't going out like that. Cause the thing you never understood was, I'm a survivor. And as long as I'm alive, I'ma be the best possible version of me that I can be. So that was a dream song. It looks like it was on Hollyworld. Yeah, yeah. I, I confused dream song with dream chasers. I got too many songs. <laughs> yeah, right. It's easily confused. That's on uh, Spotify, YouTube, Tidal, Google Play, yeah, iTunes, all of them. Yeah. Uh, so this is my guest today is Quantum Lyricist. Um, you know that song. We're we're before we cut to the song, we were talking about uh, your image and what what you think and and how you're trying to raise uh, Connor to be you. 
Yeah. Like, your legacy in that song kind of leads into that pretty well, yeah, I think. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's a line in there, how can I tell my son to chase his dreams if my dreams chase me, you know? I don't want to be a hypocrite. I want to stand up for what I'm ta telling my son to do. Right. So, it's I have battle. to say that this is much more difficult to do without a script in front of me. I like it. I like it. It's a little more, uh, it's definitely a lot more work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, when you're, uh... When you're sitting there listening to these songs back, do you feel like um, the music actually... Is there something you want to change to that song when you listen to it a second time? You know, you could always go back and fix something, but it, it's nice because I can actually appreciate it now. Like, I haven't heard that song in a long time, so it was pre it's pretty legit. I've been listening to that song, like, on repeat, and for some reason right now, I just drew a blank of every question I had designed out of that song. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there's a bunch of other questions there, you know? Like, uh, what about, like, you're, you're talking about, like, a better image, and how, how do you go about making a better image for the future? Uh, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm gathering from the song, is you're talking about future... Yeah. planning and stuff like that what do you do to to make that happen you know it used to be kind of a one-man show now i'm learning to like life takes a team you know so i'm learning to reach out get help from people gather what everyone thinks that perfect future is because it's not about my future it's about all of us you know so right. i'm just trying to lean on the people i got more these days which... so, you, so you like having a leaning post to have oh exactly man if i didn't have my family to lean on i'd be falling over every day uh, God, I remember when we when I first met you, you definitely were falling over every yeah, day. Yeah, yeah. You were definitely uh, toppling over and stumbling with uh, myself and yeah. everybody else. That's when I had that liquid <laughs> courage going on. Now it's real courage. Yeah, right, There's right. a problem with too much courage. As you'll see with all my guests, we all had that period of time when it was just like... Yeah, it's part of life. You gotta go through that shit. Yeah, right, right. Chilled with some of the old homies that grew up with the other day. We're talking about how it's amazing we all survived it, you know? Right. I mean, so, so in the song it says, uh, you're nihil or you're not a nihilist, you're a realist. Yeah, so... I, Explain I, that line. A lot of people think I'm dark because I say it how it is, but it's not being negative or anything. I'm first to bring positivity to the table, but... It always have been. Yeah, but you gotta be real still. I mean, to get true positivity, you gotta face that darkness. So, so, so what's, uh, what's one of the things that you would say is uh, kind of a, a thought that makes you more of a realist? Ah, that's a hard one. Um, bottom line is, I want the positivity as the end result. So... Yeah, there's a lot of technical going on here. So. That's my bad. My phone's dying. We'll have a little technical difficulty here and there. Yeah, it's, it's the it's end result. Deal, guys. Basically, you got to remember what you're fighting for, you know? So nihilism's getting too caught up in that darkness. Realism right. is understanding that darkness exists, but fucking conquering it, moving past it. Right. And there's light on the other end of that tunnel. I'm you, just making sure I get through that tunnel. I've chilled in the middle of the tunnel long enough. You've always been a conqueror. I, I remember, like hanging out with you in uh, Glenwood and you're like let's go conquer that mountain up there Shit. you know you're always into that what, what is it that motivates that where, where does that come from I've always been that adventurous spirit I guess want to see new things want to say I did that I mean me and my homie Kairos there's not a peak in Glenwood we haven't reached I mean, most people hike to the cross we've hiked to the cross the peaks five hours past the cross where you have to army crawl through the bushes and shit. <laughs> I mean, 
lot, a lot of those, a lot of the trips, it's like, why the fuck are we doing this? And then you get to the top, you're like, this is why. Like, so sometimes you got to embrace that pain and kind of charge your face on, you know? So you feel like this uh, motivates the music too? Is this like where you get the passion to be up till three o'clock in the morning, putting up with me after an 18 hour day? Yeah, I mean, everything motivates the music. Like you have a shitty day, throw it out on paper, like get that shit out. Cause it goes back to the nihilism dwelling on it. Vent it, get through it, move on, man. Like, yeah, okay. I mean, my biggest thing is keep moving forward. That That's a hard thing to do, but you dwell too much. Like with my dad's death, I did a 10 year dwell on that. Finally learning to, the past is there, but it's not gonna be your future. Right. So you gotta keep going. Right, you gotta keep things, keep moving forward. Yeah. Now, now, do you ever see yourself doing, do you have like a five year plan, 10 year plan, or do you live so here now that, that you don't really make those kind of plans and just go with the flow? You know, when I was a kid, totally had the, I need to be here in five, I need to be here in 10, but I've learned to have too many expectation, expectations in life. That's when you really start getting down on yourself. Like, I need to be here, I need to do that. It's like, no, I'm where I need to be right now. There's a reason I'm in this spot. So it's having that strength to embrace where you're at. No so, one's where they, your life's never gonna be perfect if you're always looking to that next step. Right, so so we kinda got a news bomb to drop on y'all is, uh, it sounds like Derek might be doing some really big things uh, this summer. Uh, can, can you elaborate a little bit yeah, more on that? It's actually gonna be next summer, but it looks like I'm gonna be going on tour with some of my homies out over towards Europe, Italy, that range, May through July 2019. Gonna be a good time. Four different languages in the group. I'll be the one guy holding down English. Yeah, rip it. Of course, all those guys speak seven languages. So yeah, right. Guess... And we look kind of amateur to them, yeah, barely yeah. being able to speak too. Can you speak Spanish or any other languages? Yeah, I can speak workplace Spanish. Yeah. Like, to, to show the respect Travelers. to people. And, well, like, I, I work with a lot of Spanish people. I'm not trying to make them learn my English. And, right. So we meet mid-ground, you know? And yeah. I got a lot of people that teach me Learning from everybody, and that includes languages. So personally, in my travels, I you know I was fortunate enough to work with the band and travel a little bit, and uh, I went to Europe and Middle East and Asia, and, and uh, Spanish did me no good, dude. No, <laughs> no, I might as well have not known a second language. Well, it's hard. You, you got to keep practicing it. Like even if it's your first language, you could lose touch with it. Like there was a while there, I was learning Mandarin just to check out all my karate movies properly, you know? <laughs> but I didn't have no one to speak Mandarin with, so, you know, it kind of fades out. So, so do you, are you uh, gonna learn some new languages? Are you uh, making plans to uh, pick up some of the Italian and, and Yeah, French I mean, while I'm there, it's and... like when in Rome kind of thing, you know? Right. Like, if I can learn something, I'm gonna learn it. Somebody wants to practice it with me. Do you have any tools that you're gonna use? Are you gonna use that one thing, like the that one website thing? I use, what, it's Duolingo. I du use that, that helps me out a lot, but it's not like conversational, it more gives right. you bits and pieces. To actually learn it, you gotta embrace yourself and look a fool here and there. So, so do you ever, uh, do you think you'll ever use like your phone and have, be like, hey, talking to my phone and, and then have <laughs> I hope translate? Not. I hope not, but you know, it's a great tool, so you gotta do what you gotta do sometimes. Right, I mean, well, it sounds really cool. How many stops are there? Uh, honestly, I don't have all the details yet, so not sure, but it sounds like a good amount. Cool, so you'll be uh, putting that up on your website in the future? Yeah, yeah, very soon. Cool. Yes, still working in the plan and progress. So, you know, I, I, one thing I've always known you to be is fairly rebellious. You're, you've got a political mindset similar to mine. We share a lot of views when it comes to uh, conspiracy theories and stuff. And, uh, you know, like uh, police brutality and 
you know, we're, we're both uh, raised in, in Los Angeles in the mid to late 80s, early 90s, right? Well, I'm from D.C. side. I'm, I'm on the other end. Originally? Oh, yeah, yeah, Alexandria, Virginia is where I'm from, but... Right, and then you moved to L.A. for a little bit, too, right? No, we, we've vacationed out there before, but not. Oh, I've never actually lived... Yeah, that, yeah, it was vacation, but never lived out there. Had an uncle that lived in Temecula for a bit, so we visited him here and there. Well, we were talking the other day, and uh, we mentioned my birthday is April 24th, and there's a song from the Sublime, from Sublime, which is April 22nd, 1992, which kind of got us onto the subject of like the Rodney King riots, and you know, and we were relating that to uh, today and kind of how what's going on. Uh, you have a song. It's off of your first. It's off your first album. What album was that? It'd be Harbinger of Sorrow. Yeah, back okay. when I was a little darker. Yeah, <laughs> it's. Uh, this is called No Justice. Oh, yeah. Crucifixion for individualism Man creates God 
God creates religion, man kills man, holy crucifixion. Break the tradition, make the transition from a God fearing man to a man loving living. Fight for what you believe in, never feed the fears, never run from the demons. No justice, no peace is what we are screaming. They're selling freedom, writing false history in the books you're reading. Leaving infants bleeding in war zones and treason. Our honor is depleting in time, so deceiving the crimes are increasing. No justice, no peace is what we are screaming. No justice, no peace is what we are screaming. Lie when the police be riding the king, we be screaming in the streets. No justice, no peace, no, no, no. No justice, no peace, no. Now when the police be riding the king, we be screaming in the streets. No justice, no peace, no, no, no. No justice, no peace, no. And a lot that feels like it's killer be killed Marching on the front lines like Normandy Hill This is revolution, this is real You cannot stop the movement, revolution will prevail Like the last of Jerusalem, hope is holy hell Without perseverance, we're left with only hell I'm screaming sanctuary till I crack the freedom bells Freedom revolutionary, my mind is not for sale Lock me in a cell with no chance to bail I'll turn to the world, scream fever, la rebels Delta infidels, living life in fairy tales Blind to the fact, shot Living in a cell, blind to the truth with the cup already filled. Walking through the fields where the blood's already spilled. Nothing left to take the oil fields being drilled. The locals have been killed, destiny's been Lie revealed. Police be riding the king, we be screaming in the streets. No justice, no peace, no, no, no. No justice, no peace, no. Now when the police be riding the king, we be screaming in the streets. No justice, no peace, no, no, no. No justice, no peace, no. No peace, no. No peace, no. No peace, no. So that song, like uh, as you're hearing, is a lot about the, uh, you know, the police brutality and stuff that was going on in the early '90s with the Rodney King riots and uh, all that kind of stuff. That hits home for me. That's uh, you know two two and a half three miles away from where away from where I grew up. Yeah. And we we're talking like you were actually near the we were chaos. In a hotel lockdown. Yeah. Yeah. So that's where the confusion there came from because uh, you were you were on vacation. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what a crazy vacation. Right. I mean, I was three, so I don't remember. So you it, can't but... really elaborate too yeah. much. You're just uh, you're there. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Wow, that, that must have been uh, quite an insane... I, I would love to know your parents' perspective on that right, vacation. Yeah. You know, yeah. that, I bet that must have been an insane outlook on what Los Angeles was. Well, I'm the mellow version of them. They got some stories to tell, that's for sure. You know, I, I growing up in L.A., that, that particular song, you know, it, it reminds me of Sublime, that 1992 song where... You know where where it gets into the the aggression that was going on, and I feel like you actually kind of capture that aggression. Yeah, um, I mean, I don't remember where I was in the mind state of that, but I remember being pretty pissed off. I mean, there's the line, "Burn down the school and build another prison." Like, it seems like we're putting way less focus into educating and stopping the problems before they get there. It's like just lock people up these days, you know? Right. We have the highest prison prisoner. It, right in the fucking world which is sad it really truly is considering that this is a free country yeah know? exactly yeah um, but I mean with freedom comes punishment too and responsibility yeah yeah uh, but you know with that said I mean that, that leads us to something here I think that we have a major problem with the prison system 
Yeah. You know, it's it's definitely a for-profit. They get paid so much money for... You have to be in there for a certain amount of hours. I want to say it's like 8 to 12 hours. And then after that point, they get, you know, like $150 per person that's in there. Yeah. Um, and it's understandable as to why they have to do this. But to an extent, it's like... How much of it do we really need? I mean, are there really that many crimes being solved that they should be that full? Yeah, you know, it's hard to say, but definitely a lot of people in there shouldn't be in there. And then you got people who do one thing and get three years, and then another fucker who did, ran the wrong stop sign got 12, right. which goes down to like, a judge on a bad day can ruin your life. I mean, you heard about that guy, he uh, he was an investment banker or something or other, and he did something, I forget what, what it completely was, but it was something like he raped a child, and he got two years, and then there was a kid that uh, ran a stop sign and accidentally hit an old lady and caused a seizure or something or other, and he got like 10 years. Yeah. And it, it had a lot to do with his, him being a minority, I think, you know. Well, yeah, I can't say it because I'm not a minority, but... It goes back to who you know, that you know the right people, you're going to get off a little easier, which that's a big issue in itself. Right. Like the, the punishment needs to be the same for... And you can't do the same, obviously, they're trying to have some gray area, fill out the scenario, but it's a lot of power for a judge to have. Right. I, I don't understand at what point we gave these judges that much power. You know, not much authority. Yeah. I mean, even police have a little too much power sometimes. Like, I'll get pulled over doing nothing wrong, and I still find myself sweating bullets. And they're like, what? what's wrong? It's like, I'm scared of you. Right. I'm legitimately scared of you. Right. I've had some bad scenarios. Right. Why are you so nervous, son? Because <laughs> you could ruin my life right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. You know, I've, I've been very fortunate in my life to not, you know, to be able to get out of things like DUIs. Yeah. You know, under the limit, in my opinion, is under the limit. I live my life by the rules. Yeah. You know, when I go out drinking, I have a beer and a glass of water. Yeah. You know, do you do anything like that? Or you have like I mean, a These days I don't driver? really drink. When I was a kid, I was, I was stupid when I was a kid. Definitely. It's funny. I always get busted for something after I try to fix it up. Like my DUI, <laughs> I wasn't drinking and driving anymore. But I had a, I smoked a bowl before the movies and all of a sudden, <laughs> DUI. Yeah, there you go. That was one time I was like fully cooperative like I can't get in trouble let's cooperate <laughs> boom in jail here you go yeah. here's the whole here's the whole deal yeah yeah that kind of sucks man they got me a couple of times on that and I was really worried uh you know I just went and got my uh my, my medical support or my marijuana support badge oh yeah and uh they do a full background check have you ever had one of those uh no no this thing was nuts dude they had everything. They they made me do the full finger scan as if I was going to jail. Yeah. You know, they did the whole thing, dude. FBI looked into me. I'm on like sitting there like <laughs> You know, and I'm trying to not be nervous with the lady but I'm like trying to talk to the lady and you know. Yeah. It was really kinda it, she was very nice and the place was awesome. I ended up getting my badge. She's like, We just wanna put you to work. Right. But they got to do some digging in your history and yeah. get a little scared what skeletons they might find. Uh, yeah, well, what are they going to find? She asked me to uh, get into this one incident, and, you know, it had all been dropped. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot about that one. I didn't really forget about it. I just didn't want to tell her. I didn't. Yeah. And she's like, well, you have to disclose everything, whether it's been dropped or not. I said, okay. So check it out. It was completely trumped up. It was a, the very last charge on it was a loud muffler. The first one was resisting arrest. The second one was uh, uh, impeding on an investigation. The third one was uh, 
failure to uh, or failure to do something for an officer or, or uh, failure to use caution with an officer or something like that. Yeah. And then there was like, there, there was a total of like seven charges on this. I mean, when they want to throw it on there, they can. I stole a golf cart, got, the golf cart was expensive enough, it was Grand Theft Auto. <laughs> there were some tools in the back of the golf cart, so that was possession of contraband. Oh, and my, my homie sold the golf cart back to them, <laughs> so that was um, conspiracy to blackmail. Was that a, a friend that had a name with, started with a G? Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. I've heard some pretty awesome stories. Yeah, there's yeah. good and bad with that guy. <laughs> well, you know, some people, they, uh, I've heard he's kind of learned his lesson. And I mean, he's, he's in jail still, so. Uh, oh, is he? I thought he got released. No, he's 25 to life. Oh. He's, gonna, uh, he's learning some more lessons. Yeah, he's got a lot of lessons to learn, I That's suppose. That's a separate incident, but yeah. Yeah. Well, you can't <laughs> fix everybody. We gotta love everyone for who they are. You know, but back to that song, you know, there's a lot of power and a lot of aggression. What, what are you thinking about when you're getting into that? You know, just venting, honestly, getting shit out. I was in a pretty dark place with that. Harbinger of sorrow, meaning there was more darkness to come. Like, uh, luckily, I kind of faded out of that bit, made enough dark music in my day. <laughs> now, now, it's still dark, but with a purpose. I'm not just a little kid crying on a mic anymore. I'm trying to make real messages. Right. So, well, What is your message these days? Keep moving. Keep going forward. Don't, don't get caught up in shit, you know? You, you can fix shit. In that dream song, I talk about how I'm trying to change my world, not the whole world. And right. That's a more feasible thing. I think that goes back to the realist in you. Yeah. I mean, I can. there's stuff I can change, and we're not powerless in this world, but if you're going to try to fix the whole world on once by hopping on Facebook and being a troll, you're going to have a long day. <laughs> <laughs> I have a lot of those days. I kind of enjoy them from time to time. I, I can be a troll, yes. Uh, I try yeah. to steer clear of that. Facebook can bring out the worst in people real quick. <laughs> Especially me. Especially me. So do you find yourself checking Facebook a lot? Uh, I try to stay in the moment. I mean, I, I stay up to date, try to stay up with my people, you know, but for the most part, on to the next one, you know? You don't find yourself chained to this device here? No, I try to... If I'm at home, I throw my phone in the fucking corner. Half the time it's in airplane mode. Oh, if I'm yeah? in the studio, you're not reaching me, that's for sure. <laughs> Yeah, see, for me, I, I'm kind of the opposite. I'm kind of glued to this damn thing, and you know, I'm starting to think that maybe I have an addiction to it. Oh, it's, <laughs> yeah, easily, easily addictable. I hate when my phone's ringing all day. There's so many days I want to smash this beast. Like, well, so many of the elite only let their children use it for five minutes a day, and you know, stuff like that. Limit them on it. Do you uh, do you let Connor use it? Yeah, I mean, he has his own phone. He lost it already, but, you know, we go on vacations. He got to get, be able to get a hold of us. Right. Some would say he's too young for a phone, but you got to learn responsibility. How, how old is he? He's, uh, he's seven now. Seven? He'll be eight here soon, but... Yeah, I don't know, dude. I'm not a parent, so I couldn't really, uh, I couldn't really say, but I'd say that's too young. Yeah, well, he already learned... Don't lose your shit, because he ain't get another one for a while. <laughs> yeah, that's a good lesson to learn. Yeah. But, you know, in today's age, I, I suppose you kind of need it, because they, they're using it in schools and stuff like that. I mean, it's technology. I want them to be able to embrace technology. Right, my dad had me in it. Yeah, I don't want to shelter him from it because he's too young, so let him dig in and learn the good and the bad, you know? Right. There if I'm trying to teach him everything bad. once he hits teenage years, I'm going to be fucked, so I'm trying <laughs> to get some of this shit off the list already. Well, uh, you know, it seems like you've had a lot of devils in your closet. 
And uh, maybe maybe you've released a lot of those uh, demons and stuff, but maybe you have one as a roommate still. Yeah, definitely do. Yeah, yeah, that that would be me. Yeah. Oh, you're uh, your own devil. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got some split personality sometimes. And yeah. My biggest battles are in my own head for sure. Well, this one's off your uh, second album, right? Yep. This would be off Holly World. Holly World. Yeah. This is a uh, devil is my roommate. Mmm. Get so. It's so damn hard. Damn hard. Damn hard. Damn hard. Milk was a bad choice. Bad choice. Bad choice. I felt so wrong. I broke the rap out. Now we're like twelve with the rest of the forgotten. I used to spend my time plotting. Now I spend my time writing. No longer wanting anything. I hurt the ones I love. I'm right where I deserve to be. Chugging milk and hell. Bad choices like my burgundy. This is not a hyperbole. This is my reality. Hell is my fraternity. The devil is my roommate and the dresser is my pharmacy. Used to live in harmony, now I live harmfully Feeling death calling me constantly Life used to be my destiny, now death is my prophecy Ironically, I'm the only one stopping me Filled with animosity, visions of animosities For shadow and path of atrocities I am the devil's progeny, Loki the god of infality Used to stand for inequality before this world got to me Born in the midst of poverty, raised in monotony Divorced parents preaching monogamy Rogue teachers speak of philosophies Fake leaders bring us dishonesty Police beat us and treat us improperly since a fetus, I see this too commonly. No wonder I turn to despondency. Please don't even talk to me in anomaly and not a deep banished from the colony. Still no apologies. I felt so hard, I broke the rock bottom. Now we're hell as well with the rest of the forgotten. I used to spend my time plotting, now I spend my time writing. No longer wanting anything. I hurt the ones I love, I'm right where I deserve to be. Chugging milk and hell bad twists like my burgundy. It's cause I'm afraid of me Afraid of facing what became of me I pray but clearly it's too late for me I try to conquer the rage in me But I swear it's like they were begging me I'm too weak to be the nice guy Disrespect, best believe you're leaving with a black eye Just to clarify This is not a warning, this is just a war cry I spit rhymes at your mind until you liquefy Words pull from my core and intensify They told me my rhymes need to be simplified I said fuck you, trying to live my life Bitch, I'm from the future, don't even try to comprehend my mind I'm a lightsaber, you're the same old guy Doing dabs on my sabers, getting so damn high Bitch, look in my eyes and tell me it's a lie I'm not I felt so hard, I broke the rock bottom Now we're hell at 12 with the rest of the forgotten I used to spend my time plotting, now I spend my time writing No longer wanting anything I heard the ones I love, I'm right where I deserve to be Chugging milk and hell bad choices like my burgundy This is not a hyperbole, this is my reality Hell is my fraternity, the devil is my roommate And the dresser is my pharmacy In all honesty, I always held the keys Like a conditioned prisoner, I was afraid to be released They told me I was a beast, unfit for society
fraternity Hell is my fraternity The devil is my roommate And the dresser is my pharmacy Boy, that escalated quickly I mean, that really got out of hand fast It jumped up a notch It did, didn't it? Yeah, I stabbed a man in the heart I saw that Brick killed a guy did you throw a trident? Yeah, there were horses and a man on fire, and I killed a guy with a trident. Rick, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. You should find yourself a safe house or a relative close by. Lay low for a while, because you're probably wanted for murder. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. <laughs> you're probably wanted for murder. <laughs> so, uh, you were saying that... What, what was the inspiration on that? You know... I come out with these too fast. Inspiration there was, I was my own worst enemy, really, though. Like, talking about how my dresser was my pharmacy. I, right. I had drugs on hand. I had mini fridge full of alcohol next to the bed. Right. I, I was the devil's roommate. <laughs> yeah, you were saying before we cut to the song that you have uh, multiple personalities. Have, have you done something to... Uh... I've molded actually, into one. They get along now. Yeah, they're, they're one person now? Yeah, they're not one person, but they get along. You know, I, uh, I just recently got insurance, and I've been going to the doctor and the dentist, and they're like, do you want to see a mental health specialist? I'm like, wait, is that something I get to do? <laughs> so I think we can go get some mental health checkouts. I don't know. Never, see if I'm not crazy. Never hurts. You check up on your teeth more than you do your mind, you know? <laughs> I mean, people don't take care of their minds like they should. So do you have insurance? Uh, right now, no. No? Do you do you plan on getting insurance? Yeah, I'm in process of getting a new job that comes with some benefits, hopefully, but... So, the, it's going to offer a package after 90 days or Yeah, whatever. exactly. You got to go through that. My last job had benefits, just was too far away from home. Does it cost money to, to get your insurance? Yeah, it's like 60 bucks out of every week, something like that. Right. I'm an independent contractor, so I don't get anything like that. If yeah. I want it, I have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, and it gets a little pricey that way. Yeah, I, I, at first, when I first priced it out, it was like uh, 650 a month for me because my mom lives with me. And, yeah, you know, and then you throw the fam on there, you start yeah. stacking up. Yeah, and then with my mom and stuff like that, it was... Yeah, it was close to like 800 bucks a month when it first came out, when it first rolled out. Um, Still cheaper than out of pocket, though. Yeah, I mean, it's 10000 out of pocket. Well, I, mean, I just mean in general, you get hurt without that insurance. Yeah. That's pricey. It's 10000 at minimum. Yeah. That's, that's a Tylenol, a CAT scan, an x-ray, and an hour with a police officer hanging over you is $10,000. Yeah, I mean, I was lucky with my heart issues. I was on insurance for all that, and I'm still paying for that even. Like, You're still paying for it? How yeah. long was that? That was like uh, six, seven years ago, wasn't it? No, that was last summer I was having heart issues, dropping to the ground randomly and stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. I thought you were having, the, was it the same problems you were having then? Because you had some issues then, didn't you? So they said this has probably been going on since my dad died. It just finally got bad enough I had to do something about it. Like, okay. It was affecting work. There was one day at work I just dropped to the ground woke up my hands i couldn't open them it was it was bad was it was it related to marijuana no um cutting back helped though yeah did it yeah definitely helps blood flow it's called postural orthostatic tachycardia syndrome <laughs> it sounds like pretty italian yeah when i when i stand <laughs> up or do certain movements all the blood will rush out of my heart so oh, all okay. of a sudden I'm just down on the ground. Right. So, yeah. so they're talking a lot about this new thing going around because all the marijuana usage is uh, CHS. Uh, I'm not exactly sure what it is, but it's like some sort of heart heart congestion with stuff like that, like an allergy. Okay. So And it's causing people to have seizures. I've had a couple of seizures from it, and I think uh, it might be... 
a CHS related thing. I haven't had any of those kind of issues in like five years, but yeah, that's interesting. You know, it's definitely uh, crazy. I mean, too much of anything could be bad for you, for sure. Yeah, moderation. Yeah, I mean, with my heart stuff, I also had, I, whatever it's called when you drink too much water. Because I was getting so lightheaded, I thought it was something like I'm not taking care of me, so I was drinking mad water. And next mm. thing you know, I have no vitamins, no nutrients in my oh, body. Oh, you're flushing it all out. Yeah too fast so I have to make sure I'm drinking electrolytes with my water all that so, so you have to stay on top of your health oh definitely I mean, do you, do you see the doctor often uh, I haven't seen them in like six months ish right now it's more of a come in when you need it it's still on right. meds but it, it is what it is did you get the flu the flu shot no I didn't do that this year I, I was I had the flu when that was going around so yeah it's probably a good thing you didn't get the flu shot uh, the whole fam got it it's, it they're, helps they're fine yeah yeah they're good did you hear about the huge outbreak no. Yeah, there's a massive outbreak right now. It's uh, the world's. It's the largest flu outbreak since they've been doing the flu shot. And last year's flu was so bad that when they did the flu shot version, because, you know, it's a retroactive flu that they use, and it was uh, so strong still that it's getting people sick, dude. So, I mean, do you think that that might be... There? What's the deal with that? Like... Shouldn't there be some quality control on that? I mean, that's hard to say. I think we're still better off with it, though, in the long run. If you're, if you're a healthy person, you could probably do without. But, yeah, I, th I think we still need it. it yeah, yeah. You're, you're, you're a vaccinator? You like vaccines? And uh, yeah, I'd rather have that than all the shit we had back then, you know, like before vaccines. Like, people, See, people against it seem to miss out on a lot of history. See, I think you, when, when we were kids, we only got like eight vaccines or seven vaccines or something like that. It was like the mumps and measles and, yeah. you know, there was a, uh, I don't know, now it's some like 24, almost 30 vaccines for every child. Yeah, it's a shitload. Uh, I think maybe that stuff is but not you got, necessary. You got diseases that are coming back from all these people not doing vac vaccinations and it's, your child, whatever, but once it starts affecting the rest of the world, I mean, something to look at there. We got some shit we haven't had in a long time. Yeah, this is true. I mean, some of the... There, I, I don't have the facts and don't really feel like digging too yeah, deep yeah. into it, but, you know, there's definitely some issues there. So so you got Connor vaccine, you're vaccinated. Yeah. Jenna's vaccinated. I, I, you're not going to get nobody sick. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> overall, there's going to be trial and error with shit, and it sucks to have trial and error with shit you're putting in your body, but we're always going to be guinea pigs trying to move to the next step. So you're going over to Europe. That's going to be kind of fun, man. Are you prepared for that? No. Have you done much traveling? Do you have your passport? Are you ready? I don't think I've ever been out of North America. So, no, definitely no passport. I'm not ready for tomorrow, but, you know, when it comes, I'm ready. So, as soon so, as it comes up, I'll be ready. Have you researched what you got to do? Because it takes like three or four months to get your passport. Uh, yeah, and so far this is all pretty new coming in. So now I haven't done too many further steps. Just really figuring it all out still. So I had a friend on Facebook post online about getting her passport for a vacation. And it used to be that you could just go down to the post office and get it. But now you got to make an appointment. Yeah. So make sure you go online and make an appointment. Oh yeah, do it right. Yeah, you should probably get one for everybody because, you know, the conspiracy theorist to me is like they're going to shut that shit down real quick. Some travel bans on us? Shit, they don't like us around the world. We're cocky. <laughs> yeah. So more about like Devil is My Roommate, you know, like what, what is it that, that you really found to be, you know, so dark to cause all this? Like what, what happened in your life that, that made you so just like, rah, like does it come out on stage still? 
No, I mean, I still got that passion on stage, but the darkness kind of, I, I keep it locked away a little bit. And really, my dad's death is what surfaced all that. When my dad was alive, I had that cockiness, like, I could fight the whole world as soon as something beats me. I just call up Pop, say he's going to come fuck that up. And all of a sudden, Dad's gone. It's like, I got no one to call now. So no it's, more backup it's on, plan. I'm my backup. And I got family. I got backup for sure. But right. I always had the faith, like, I could call Dad after a bar fight, and <laughs> he's got my back. Like, yeah, I always had that safety net. Now, it took a while to learn the world without that falling safety and net. And to build a new one. Yeah, exactly. Cause you have a new safety net now, right? Yeah, you yeah. got you got your mom, you got your your sister, right? She's doing pretty good too, your right? Sister's doing great. Mom's doing great. And your brother doing great. All of them. Yeah, the whole family. Is your brother still playing? Does he have a band? I mean, he plays for his daughter. He keeps it pure. Okay, right? cool. You know? Cause you guys are he's still a better musician right? than me. No, we actually have never made a song together, nothing like that. But he's still a better musician than me. I thought you now. guys were doing like a reggae revival thing, or uh, that was all me. That was just, all you. Just trying okay. to branch out a little bit, some Arupa okay. Nation. That was to get out of the darkness a bit. Yeah, okay, so that's what helped bring you out. You used the music to bring you out of the darkness. Yeah, yeah, try something different. Like, definitely wasn't my style, but it broke me out of my box a bit. You can't ever do too much, you know? Yeah. I mean, you can do too much, but... Yeah, you definitely can. You gotta reach out. You don't want to get stuck in the same box. I get so much shit for my style changes so often. Like, what is your style? I don't know. Let's hit play find it out, you know? It's me, right? Yeah, whatever I'm feeling that day, that's my style. Do you ever find that uh, you're forced into a package and do you ever try to break out of that package? Every day. Every day? Yeah, I mean, life's about staying true to you and every day there's one more thing that's going to slap your hand back. Right. But you got to keep reaching for the cookies. I'm a, I'm a big kid. I still want that cookie jar. I'm going to get it. <laughs> See, I feel like sometimes my hand is like, I'm like right there and my hand's on the lid and I'm like reaching and... Then mom walks in and slaps my hand away, and I'm like, ah, damn it. Yeah. I'm so close to getting what I what I want. How about you? Like, are you close to your dreams? I, honestly, I'm living the life I want to live every day. Before, it was always, like I said, the expectations. Like, I got to get here. I got to get here. But I realized I don't want to spend my whole life chasing that fucking carrot on a stick just to realize... There's a cool saying, what a great life I've had. I just wish I realized it sooner, you know? Right. And I'm realizing, like... One day I step back like, holy shit, I'm a blessed man. I got a beautiful wife, beautiful son, sister, brother. I can call and get the best advice in the world anytime. My mom I see every day. Like, lost right. my dad, but I still got my mom, still got people, you know? Right. See, I'm in the same boat. My mom lives with me. My dad, he died, you know, yeah, it's hard. a couple years ago. It sucks, dude. Every time Father's Day comes around, I get emotional. Does that happen to you? Yeah, I definitely get emotional, but it's not quite the same. It used to be... It was hard to even think about him. Now, I, I don't want to sh shut out his memory just because it's too hard. I want to remember everything about him, you know? And there, it's more certain music comes on that me and him used to jam with. I was at work two weeks ago, um, Curtis Lowe, Leonard Skinner came on. <laughs> yeah. I'm in tears in the corner, and everyone's like, yo, Curtis, like, yeah, Curtis, just kidding me. Like, man, me and my dad used to fucking jam out to that shit. Yeah, that man. happens when Super Champ comes I mean, on for me. Yeah. I hear Super Champ, and <laughs> I mean, it's hard. The hardest one is when I accomplish shit. Like, oh, I gotta call dad. Like, oh, fuck. And I hate, dude. Yeah, and there's more stopping by the memorial, paying respects and shit, because dad's still there. Do you feel like he's, uh, like, right now, I kind of... I wish, like, my dad could see me right now. Yeah. Because this is what he wanted me to be doing. He, he wants... This is exactly to the T what he thought I would be doing. Yeah. I mean, I feel like sometimes he motivates it and makes it happen. Do you, 
what's your thought on that? I totally wish my dad could see me now, but he sees me. In many ways, he's part of me, you know? Right. We, we pass shit on, I'm part of my son, my, dad, my dad's in me. Every time I look in the mirror, I see my dad's eyes. Right. It's one of those things that used to be hard to see. Now it's like, oh yeah, I am my father's son, and it's a good thing. See, I get it, like, more personality. My looks come from my mom's family, I feel like. I don't feel like I look like my dad's family as much as I have the personality of my dad's family. Yeah. Like, we're all we're a crazy bunch, dude. Like, the Chapmans. My uncle invented an instrument, you know, and stuff like that. So, you know, I feel like I have big shoes to to fit in. Do you, do you have a problem? Yeah, I mean, I still look at, like, how the fuck did my dad do all this shit? Like, he could party you under the table and wake your ass up for work the next morning. Like, he, he, went, he went hard in all aspects of life. Like, and that's one thing, he had a good life, you know? So he he didn't live to be 90, but he didn't waste the day of what he, he did. did he did the amount of living for 90 in the amount of years. His short around. life, and it wasn't necessarily short, but too short, he probably lived more than most people do when they get to 110, like. Right. That's my thing. For a while, I was like, I want to be that old fuck. I want to make it. But now it's like, you know what? I'm going to just experience life, do what I need to do, and life, death comes when it comes, you know? So do you, do you think that, f like, fuels your performance on stage? Like, live here now, give everything I got? Like, Definitely. I'm not worried about what the outcome of shit could be. I'm not worried about anything by that moment. I'm right there. Yeah, do, yeah you, do you put extra into it? Is it, instead of just being 100%, is it 110%, 120%? Is there, is there a routine you go into to, like, pump yourself up and psych yourself out to get into it? Or, yeah. or are you just ready at any time? You know, it's funny because if I overthink it, like, I'm ready before I get up there. I just, in my mind, I'm like, oh, I got to do this, got to do this. And it, it's not the case. It's like, man, you, you know what you're doing. You train for this shit. So, yeah, I'm ready for stage. If anything, I've learned to tone it down from 120 to 110 just so I can get the real message across. <laughs> Chris just showed a picture of you in your studio. What it, describe your studio setup. Right now it's in my basement and, you know, just my peace, my zone. Like, I go down there and just chill. Is it a man cave or is it a studio? It's my man cave. Like, it's everything I need to relax. Right, so, but but do you call it a studio or do you call it a man cave? I call it a studio for sure. Right, right. I call it a getaway, my little safe haven. Nothing, nothing goes wrong up there. I mean, shit goes wrong, but that's where I escape the world. Because when I'm writing music, nothing, I don't have all those issues of like, oh, what about this, what about this? I'm just, <coughs> when I, as soon as that pen touches the paper, all of a sudden, they're, I'm in the mode, I'm in the moment, life is good. Where do you go? into that paper. I channel through that pen. And I notice when I type, I don't get the same authenticness. I love typing it, but something about holding that pencil, you know? There's there's a flow to it. Do, yeah. you, do you write in script where you don't even take your hand off the paper? I'd say I write in doctor. In doctor, okay. Yeah. So you write like a two-year-old like myself. Yeah, I'm writing too fast. All of a sudden, dyslexia comes out where like words are on top of each other and shit. <laughs> that like, goes back to that earlier messy chaos. Yeah, yeah. They say that... Uh, you know, more intelligent people, you know, they they have messy writing, they have messy lifestyles. My room's a mess. It took me like three hours yesterday to clean it up and it's still messy. Yeah. <laughs> um, so your writing's messy. Do you ever have to have somebody like depict what it says for you? Like, is it like hieroglyphs? Most people couldn't depict my shit. It's like, if you want to hear it, you got to listen to me tell you it. Like, you can steal my journals. Good luck reading them. <laughs> shit. Did you ever have that problem with your sister or your brother taking your stuff and reading it? And... Not so much. No. no. I was an only child, so I never had that problem. Oh, uh, yeah. I mean, me and my...
me and my siblings have been close growing up all the time. My brother was five years younger, so it took a little more for us to bond, but... Yeah, Dylan, I've met Dylan a handful of times. I, you know, I don't know him as well as I know you or Chelsea. Yeah. Well, in these but... days, he's, in a weird way, filled... He's not my father, but filled that role model role, you know? Like, this, hey, this he's your younger brother. Yeah, he fills this, the, this uh, is what a man is, though. That's hey, what, when I talk to him, I, I, I see a real man, you know? Huh, wow. That's, uh, that's pretty interesting that, that you're, yeah. the, you're the older brother, but you go to the younger brother for the older brother advice. Yeah. Does he come to you for the same advice? Yeah, yeah. We talk for hours every day, and it's, it's more bouncing shit off each other. Kind of, There's nothing we can't talk about. Right, okay. He has a bad day. We, we talk through it, and it's not like necessarily either of us fixed anything it's more we can vent to each other without having to worry about people's opinions and shit right yeah the last time we got together you were saying that you guys uh, talk every day yeah I try to keep up with the family he's out in Iowa now so that makes life harder oh is he enjoying Iowa yeah he, it's he pretty like, flat out there right he's a family man so he, wherever his family is his heart is you know yeah, he, okay. you could move him to the Himalayas he's still happy Right. I okay. mean, shit, wherever he's at, as long as he has his family, same with my sister, like, they're good as long as they got their peeps. And right on. It's great to see my brother and my sister have found such good people, you know? Right. Yeah, your sister's definitely done some really cool things, too. She's Yeah, she's a huge inspiration. Yeah, she's definitely done some really cool things. Yeah, she keeps me on my toes, first to call me out if I fuck up. Like, <laughs> that would be your sister. Oh, dude, she, she keeps, she knows, she knows who I am. She always expects the best of me, even when I don't expect the best of myself, like, she sees a man in me I don't see half the time, you know? And so that's cool. It's cool to have somebody have that much faith in you. Yeah, that's uh, definitely awesome to have that. I, yes. I, the only person I have for that, well, I, you know, I, I, I tend to say that I don't have much family, but I, I do have a fairly big family, and I talk to them a lot on Facebook. Uh, one, one nephew I've never even met, really, and I talk to him more on Facebook than I've, whatever yeah i mean facebook for the right cause is a beautiful thing right I, but I, sometimes i do abuse the facebook you know yeah i mean who doesn't it, <laughs> it happens so uh, you know uh, we're talking a lot of pretty deep stuff here getting fairly philosophical uh the mood is very important you know and you talk about it in this next song or such um this is off of uh, Holly World too. That's that's your newer album. That's on. Uh, yeah, that came out iTunes. last year. So yeah, definitely. One you have a new album coming out. I have one in the works right now. I don't. I've gotten better at not setting dates because it's like, oh, it's coming out in May. And right, like, and then yeah. it doesn't come out. Guys, I just threw out the whole CD. Like I'm redoing it. Well, you have uh, you have a new team working with you now over in in Europe, right? Yeah, I got or down in Italy with these guys. Um, Mad help, fucking my boy Matt Damon. He's helping me out. He's actually going through some of my old songs, cleaning them up right. It's it's good to have a team because I'm a lyricist. I'm not a producer. Right. I, I like making beats, but I can barely find time for lyrics. So my focus has been be the best lyricist. One day if I make it, then yeah, I'll have some more time. But right now, I I just want to write. I don't want to do all that other shit. And then I get shit for not marketing my music, but it's like, I'm not a marketer. No, like, I'm not either. I'm going to put it up there, and y'all do whatever the fuck you want with it. Right, take care. it and run, please. I got what I needed out of it, you know? Right. So So do you look for more out of it than just being able to look back to it? You know, it is what it is in that sense. Like, I, I get what I need out of it, and when, it, when songs come back up, like when I get to do them at shows, and that's the beauty, it's never... I'm never out looking for shows. It's these beautiful people. Red Leather booking out in Denver through with some great shows. Kairos is always grinding. Like, it's great when people like pull me into that scene. Because if it was, I'd just be 
writing all the time. You know, I could write for days and days. You'd be sitting in a hole just writing. Yeah, I mean, I got, if you go into my basement, you'll get lost in journals. <laughs> well, let's take a listen to one of these journal, uh, journal entries here. This is Roar Such off of uh, Hollywood. <laughs> Premonitions, but through the windows of other dimensions Seeking my family fall for this prison peacefully living I have hopes, I have dreams, most importantly I believe I believe in the land of the free, working 80 a week I shouldn't have to pay to eat Please don't misconstrue me, I know life ain't like the movies Just sick of people trying to screw me Simple man, I live for the beauty I love doobies, booty and boobies Slurging with my son watching Scooby When I'm moody, look, kick a bear with a kind of sad blessing Can't skin color duty I'm a simple man, please believe me Love me or leave me, the choice is your sweetie If you can decide, I can make the choice easy Middle finger in the air, now you believe Middle finger, middle finger in the air, now you believe me? What? Middle, middle finger in the air, now you believe me? <laughs> Sipping bottles in the sunset, flowing, fully addo, Colorado is what I rep. 970 to the 30358 women wait for me. Q wills on the track, make it history, spitting fire. I'm finishing them flawlessly in between lines In my spare time, I'm mastering gynecology Limit on my curiosity, limit on my genealogy My broken psychology, my fucked up biology My test for toxicology, my test for toxicology Sick of being treated improperly Sick of society Practicing idolatry I'ma keep my head up And study astrology So why you dishonestly Preach equality For the colonies Secretly embezzling Everything Sick for animal rights On Keith Ivory Like the next nominee For the academy Instead of putting out your irony I will seek out privacy Far away from society So by the time you turn to cry to me The chances of finding me Will be out entirely I will be living free Making money for my family Speeding down I severed the cautious And me screaming freeze On the TV news Showing me Rolling down the windows Doing nothing Throwing out the LPs, bumping into your waist, screaming, fuck the police, huh? Roll, 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 roll down the windows, throwing out the LPs, bumping into your waist, screaming, fuck the police, huh? I'm 
running red lights like zoom, zoom, zoom. Stress pounds in my chest like boom, boom. All I hear in my head is back up, back up, So, what is the, the motivation behind that one? You know, it's like looking at Rorschach ink blots. Like, you see a butterfly, I'm seeing some twisted shit, so it's all about perspective on that one. Right. Like, it's how you take life in. And I needed to change my perspective through life, because I, I always... I used to be a nihilist. I saw the darkest things and shit. I went to the conspiracy theories. I went to the dark spot. And right. Yeah, there's bad shit out there but you can't dwell on it there's good shit you can't dwell on that either you gotta keep a nice medium right there's like, definitely a middle not saying it's all butterflies or anything by any means there's a lot to work on in this world but it doesn't mean you should just get caught up in one subject so keep do you moving. do you ever find yourself getting caught up on one subject in, on like an album do you do you like pick like 10 15 topics and write or do you just write so it changes every album I like processes getting more structured, I guess you could say. So, I mean, my last album, I had like that that spiderweb shit across the room. Like this song leads like to a this detective. Song. Yeah, exactly. Like it, it's truly some psycho shit, but it all ties together. It's it's one big story in the end. But I'm not trying to get folk too caught up on one thing. And so, that's where I like the singles more because they don't have to tie into anything. They can they're standalones. Right. It's the that's the message on that. That's single. today's feeling. Yeah, the CD is a little harder. Each song needs its own personal message, but it needs to be a grander message overall. So then, do you do like a concept album, or is it not necessarily supposed to be a concept album, but it turns into one? Somewhat. It's. I mean, sometimes like Harbinger of Sorrow, all of a sudden is like, well, shit, I got twelve songs, might as well keep going. With Holly World, that was before track one was written. I had the topics for 16 I actually did 24 tracks just to make sure I could cut some out because you're going to like everything you write kind right. of but yeah I mean it, it all tied together I was actually planning still going to one day but big comic book series out of the whole thing because like it, each page like each, an animated yeah, like, concert yeah each song and I even have uh, some drawings of Disaster Man if you ever look up but so we'll have to talk about this afterwards because there's a, a great band that I saw that did this and uh, it was uh, Apex Theory. Uh, they're they're in the metal genre or new metal back 2003, and they did a show at the Key Club, and uh, it was fully animated. The whole like they had a video going in the background, and like they wore costumes as part of props and stuff like that for the video. Yeah, is that that's been something that you've ever thought of doing or not the whole dress up aspect? I mean, when you see me on stage, I'm gonna be what you see me wearing on my couch. I've never been the entertainer in that sense but yeah my art like my art has no limits i love drawing i love painting like i would love to bring it all to all my art into one project one day which would be very nice so 
it's a, it's a bit of work. It's definitely a, a crazy venture. Like this here, like what we're doing, it, it's taking a team. We mentioned that earlier. And, you know, I want to make a shout out to my uh, my buddy Chris here because he's really made this happen here. Let's you know. use. Yeah. You know, he's made it happen. He's done a lot. Um, and, and I find that it takes a team. I know you have uh, Nina. Do you have other people that are part of your team, like as far as production or... You know, uh, you got some new guys over in... Uh, yeah, I've been branching out more, kind of letting my shit speak for itself. But yeah, definitely trying to reach out more because it's easy to just get lost in the studio and say, fuck everyone, you know? But I'm actually trying to... There's people out there that share the same vision as you. You just got to find them. It's a little work, but there's people out there. Right. And maybe not the exact same vision word for word, but same... In the end of the day, everyone has the same end goal, paradise. No one wants to work for it is the issue. Right. Like, everyone wants to hang out in heaven. Who wants to build heaven is the thing. Like, I'm building heaven on earth right now. See, I kind of want to be one of those guys that has the, the right to say, I built this motherfucker. Right? Like, I enjoy the hard labor because then you can sit back and truly enjoy it. So, so you, you believe in work hard... Hard work good and hard work nice, right? Yeah. A sublime quote there. Yeah. Hard work good and hard work nice. Yeah, exactly. I mean, the more you put into it, the more you get out of it, bottom line. I mean, there's a great movie, Robin Williams, What Dreams May Come. He gets to paradise, but none of his loved ones are there, you know? Right. So it's like, paradise is what you make of it. I'd much rather be in hell with my family if that's where they're at. <laughs> like, I'm going to make the best out of everything. So uh, do you believe that there's a heaven and a hell? Do you believe in that duplicity? That kind of goes back to the living day-to-day kind of thing. I'll get there when I get there, you know? Right, okay. And I'm not going to... I'm going to be the best person I can because it's the right thing. I've never believed in being God-fearing. If you want to be this great person just because you're afraid of God sending you to hell, there's kind of an issue there. Like, you shouldn't do it out of fear of this great Lord above you that's going to punish you. Like, you should do it because it's what's right. So is there a duplicity of you when you go from studio to stage? Is there... Because we were talking, you, you kind of feel like you have multiple personalities. You've kind of made them one. But does that does that shine more when you're in the studio versus stage? You know, it, Yeah, I mean, I've really made them one now. My, my studio is much more hyphy when I'm rhyming, I'm bumping. Like, I used to be a little more timid in the studio, and I used to be a little not timid enough on stage. I found a nice middle ground between them both. I remember the first album I recorded with you... Um, we both keep saying that that's one of the better sounding ones you have. I'm sorry not to toot my own horn. No, I definitely. That out there. A lot of work went into that one. That was <laughs> oh. a great part of my life. I, you didn't realize how cheap of a mic I was using. No, uh, yeah. That so. was about as cheap as they get. I think your mic is actually better than the one that we use. So it just goes into hard work. like Hard work, work, work with hard what you work got. Nice. Yeah, work with what you got. You don't need the nicest things. When you get them, it's nice. But it sure like, is nice. Kind of like that pro skater been skating on a shitty deck his whole life and then gets a fucking baller one like all the pro gears. Well, hell yeah. Oh, it's like a whole new world. Man. Yeah. It's like, uh, what's that song? Uh, Aladdin, right? A whole new world. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Is, 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 is that kind of feeling? Somewhat, yeah. And it's goes back to the hard work. Like, it's nice because you earn that new world. And it's not like it just happened overnight. I mean, some stuff happens quickly, more fast than other shit. But end of the day, like, you got yourself there one way or the other, whether you believe it or not. 
you're you, you made your bed, you're sleeping in it. So and you're enjoying that pretty fat bed, right? Fuck yeah, man. Because you work really hard. I do know that. Yeah. You're and, you're in a kitchen. It's what 105, 110 degrees in that kitchen. Yeah, it gets hot. I mean, you know, it's sweating all day long. Whether it's five degrees outside or 110 degrees outside, you're working. I know that. Well, one big thing is you can't pick and choose what you put your heart into. If you're in that situation, put your heart into it. You know, always bring your best to every scenario. Well, that leads great into. Uh, a live performance. I'd like to have you uh, do a, sh- a song for us live so everybody can see yeah. that, that you got some skills. Fuck yeah. Uh, this song's called From Ashes. And this is, uh, I believe this is actually one of your uh, singles that you have. Yeah, there. yeah. And you're considering this is a possible album consideration, right? Yeah, definitely leading into one. So uh, this is a, a lot from, of new works coming out. From the Ashes. <laughs> All the homies. Yeah, yo. What's up, everybody? Thanks for having me on the podcast today. Big shout out to Mike, Chris Hughes, all the homies that can't be here. You're right here. Yep. Feel like you got no place in this world? This one's for you. Take it back, I don't give a fuck who likes it. Here we go. Some days I feel like I have no place in this life yet. Turning black, turning black, my path is hard to follow. Blast my ass, my cast my wrath for the 18th Apollo. You're 
Yo, the king is back from the ashes. Come and take what's mine. See yo, let's go. Sitting and I'm conflicting around with him. Oh, really, like, you've developed so much style since we were first doing this. How old were you when we first started this? You were, like, 15, six, 17? Yeah, probably 17 when we met. That was about the time. Yeah, I think you were, like, 16 when we first met. Yeah. And then we started talking about music because we were all hanging out at the producer of this podcast house, Chris's house, and kind of like we are right now. And, uh... You know, we were making music and stuff, and you guys really inspired me. We started a group. It, it was really important in my world that, uh, yeah. that, that we did this, because yeah. it, it reminded me that I was going to be able to make a career out of it. For sure. I mean, this guy's the guy who inspired my career right there. First party I was ever at, saw him freestyling with some homies. He was demolishing people. On the freestyle, they kept having to change out beatboxers because they couldn't go as long as him. <laughs> right. I can see. Yeah. Dude, Chris is one of those guys who's yeah. a freestyle magnet. I think, I think I was 12 at that party, and ever since then, I was like, I want to rap. And luckily, I had a lot of real people in my world like, you suck at rapping. <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't give a fuck. This is what I'm going to do. Like, so one so day. You, think, you think that... Through hard work and dedication, you can become excellent at anything. Yeah, uh, I was never naturally talented at this. This is all work. Right, <laughs> right, right. A lot work. of fucking work. So, work. But you never take any lessons or nothing, right? This is all self-taught. Yeah, I mean, I learn from the people around me, but I'm not going to class to learn a template on this or that. There's, there are templates out there how to make the perfect song. Even like politicians have people analyze their words. Right. That's a thing in music now. Like, you could find out, well, don't say skank, slut, hits with the people 80% more. And you have people swapping out words, like, that's not me. I don't want a template. I'm breaking my template every day. So so you like to break out of the mold? Yeah, I mean, I want to be my own lyricist. I don't want to be the next fucking Tech 9 Tech 9 has a huge inspiration in my shit, slug, all these guys, but I don't want to be the next them. I want to be the first of my kind, you know? The first and one and only, right? Yeah, exactly. And I'm going to try to set that bar high for these little kids who want to try to copy my style. And hopefully one day they do and they incorporate that. Because my style is all my favorites in one. I got some Vinny in there. I got some Tech. I got some Slug. I go back to Cool Herc. Like, right, right. It goes all around. So so I was trying to dig out uh, information from you, you know, yeah. over the last couple of weeks. And, uh, you know, I was like, 
well, you know, give me some political figures and stuff. And I was like, Gandhi? And you're like, no, fuck that guy. That guy was a real jerk. Uh, how about how about Cool Herc? Here's inspiration. So so what's so inspirational of Cool Herc to you? So me and my brother were talking about this the other day. He's, I mean, it's known he's father of rap. He's been around a while. He actually is Creole, brought his shit over, tried to, Creole was kind of looked down upon back then, so he kind of hid that. But his style came from dance parties in Jamaica. Okay. Like, like music comes from all over the world. You just yeah, gotta absolutely. dig deep enough to find where that everyone has inspirations. And so it's really cool to see him. One day he was at dance parties. Next day he's down in fucking New York, banging it up. You know. Right. I mean, it, it's cool to see how people take one style, work with what they got, and turn it into their own. So, so you also at that same time you're like, man, fuck Gandhi, cool her, Biggie. Um, let's see, there was Biggie, there was, uh, I think Tupac was on that list. Yeah, I mean, I've always been back and forth, Biggie, Tupac, who's better, like, it depends on the day, honestly, and I'll probably, today I'm going Biggie. No, no, (laughs) so, so now, my question here that this leads to is, I said political, and you gave me musicians. These These are political people in my world, they're speaking the truth from the streets, you know, from their lifestyles, this is the... Not necessarily all the people's voice, but some people's voice right there. So what was it? Was it something that you were really able to connect with? What what was it that made it stand out? With what? With Cool Herc, with uh, Biggie, with Tupac, with, with all these major rap musicians. To show everyone doesn't have the same trials and errors, but everybody has trials and errors. Like, obviously, the bigger you get, it's kind of like Eminem said, I can't rap out being broke no more. I can still rap out doing coke, though, you know? Right. I, I just butchered the fuck out of that line, but it's... These are these people's life stories. Good artists, in my opinion, and not necessarily good, but my favorites. Like, I'm not saying they're better than one or the other, but my favorites are the ones who you can hear their life and their shit, what they've accomplished, what they came over. Like, Biggie came up on So you're looking for the life story. Yeah, I mean, it's, that's what inspires me. The people that inspire me are musicians and a lot of people from the streets you've never heard of, you know? Like, the, the unknowns. Those, the everyday people are my inspiration. So how do you find those people? Just dig into life, son. Like, get in there. <laughs> right, you know, I'm a DJ, so I, I do a lot of digging and, and a lot of listening to music just to, to, to find new stuff so I can stay current. Yeah. Do you find yourself just doing the same thing where you're trying to stay current? Or do you find yourself just listening to new music because you want to listen to new music? I like to just branch out, you know, hear what everyone's doing. It doesn't even have to be my cup of tea to listen to it. I, everyone has something in there, and you, you dig deep enough, you're going to find the beauty in any music. Well, you know, there's a lot of... You've, you've done a lot of growing over the years, okay? And, and I can hear it in the conversation we're having. You know, before, it would have been very... You know, like we've said, all biggie, fuck new music, that right. kind of shit. Yeah, you were very <laughs> like me. We were close-minded as young. We were younger, you know. Yeah, you, you think taking on the world means being stubborn, which in a sense it does. But so I'd like you guys to hear some of his growth. This is a uh, No Tomorrow off of the album I recorded, Notes of a Madman, and Letter to My Father. I believe this is on Holly World. Yep, that's with, on Holly World. Which is your newest album. So there's about eight years or six years of development there. Yeah. So I kind of, let's, let's take a listen and see, uh, see where we get out of this. Both tracks to my dad, so it's yeah. cool. Yeah. So yeah. Uh-huh. Hold him back on the 
Sorry about that guys, there's uh, some technical difficulties. It's uh, going to happen with the first couple of podcasts, you know, we're kind of doing a, a growth here. Trial and error. Yeah, you know, it's going to, it's like the music, you know. Yeah. So, I I don't think we're going to be able to play that, so we'll, we'll just kind of skip ahead. Out. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I appreciate you coming down. It's been so awesome to have you here. Kind of get caught up and share our experience. Yeah, it's been a great time. Appreciate you guys having me. You know, uh, always good to see friendly faces. Yeah. Right? I, your music is available online. It's on uh, Spotify, uh, Tidal, iTunes, P- Pandora, as Quantum Lyricist. Yeah, type in Quantum Lyricist, learn how to spell. Yeah, it, I have a hell of a time. That last U gets me. Yeah. Every time I want to make it an O or something. One of my hidden passions has always been quantum physics, so, you know, kind of hand right. in hand right there. Yeah, and that's some of the shows that we've done. You'll see there's like five of them that I hosted. Um, the white one there, the first two, the last one, and then I think there's one in the bottom row that were ones that I hosted. Uh, Derek's quite a performer. It's always awesome to have him. Uh, I'm looking forward to doing a uh, some recording for him, and he's got some really big things coming out in the future. So uh, look for him online, and thanks for coming out <laughs> and having fun. Oh, that's with the us. camera. Yeah, yeah, that's the camera. <laughs> you guys. <laughs> Roll credit. Hell <laughs> oh, yeah. Black em.
chopping in my teeth. I don't release when I bite when you sleep in the night. Walking in the night with an appetite for the afterlife. Fever and praise back lights. Look into my eyes. You sacrifice. Bless me when I'm blessed with this sacrilege. Show me the gods what passion is. Screaming I didn't ask for this. So no, I won't apologize when you get your ass kicked. You're a pacifist, activist. I'm a masochist. Packing fists. Loss. It's just the cost of dominance. Challenging me reveals your lack of common sense. I found the promised land. Now I promise my prominence. Life after death. Step it from my sarcophagus. Brrrah.